Welcome to the Top Order podcast. It's the day after the night before <laughs> India, New Zealand semi-final at the Wank Haley. We're going to discuss the goings-on in this ICC Cricket World Cup men's semi-final for 2023. All coming up on the Stop Order, Top Order podcast. Stay tuned. So, Lippy, um, you and I on the podcast, a, a, a very rare combination throughout the course of this tournament. Um, look, I guess in terms of in terms of the personnel in this game, um, let's be honest, and we'll whisper this very, very quietly. You're probably the most ardent New Zealand fan um, <laughs> on the pod. I think even uh, even Raj would uh, would admit that. Some controversy going into the game with the pitch allegedly being changed from the scheduled pitch that the ICC uh, were aware of, so a new fresh strip. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, yeah, I guess the, the pitch itself, I don't think seems to make too much difference throughout this game. But what are your what are your emotions right now, just you know, a few hours after this game's, uh, game's finished? And a repeat of the 2019 semi-final as well, worth, worth, worth mentioning. Yes, unfortunately not the same result. That was a yeah, quite a very, very different game uh, when you think about back to that game and how that kind of played out with the over the two days and, you know, a lower score and kind of, yeah, bowlers on top at, at a lot of different points in, in that game. And bowlers were not on top for, for very much of this game, even though one of them ended up with seven wickets. Uh, yeah, the, the, the bat certainly dominated the ball. I, th- I think, you know, my, I mean, Look, my initial feelings right now are I'm very, very tired. I was up all night. I haven't had I had about half an hour's sleep in the uh, in the innings break. But apart from that, I've been yeah been up all night, so very, very tired. But look, I don't know. I sort of have mixed feelings. I I feel like uh, you know we gave India a pretty good scare there for a while, uh, which I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about in in some more depth. And in some ways, it feels like we were pretty close and, and had a good opportunity to, to take that even deeper than we did take it. Um, but in other ways, this Indian side is awesome. You know, they've, they've been awesome throughout this tournament. They're so well balanced. They are great with ball, great with bat. They've, you know, actually dropped, you know, dropped a chance today that seemed like it might be quite important, but have been pretty good in the field as well. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to be upset about losing to a side that is, you know, phenomenal. And, and I don't think New Zealand has been at our best throughout this tournament. So yeah, look, sort of mixed feelings. Obviously you don't want to go out at, at any point in a tournament. You want to win it all. But, um, you know, I think to make the semifinals, I think New Zealand, you know, we're, we're in the top four sides and they've made the semifinals and, and bowed out to the, the top qualifier that's as yet unbeaten. And Lippy, I guess in terms of, some of the factors that you know you can maybe sometimes pinpoint when you go into a, a post-mortem, even um, you know straight after the game. Anything that you think in terms of toss conditions, selections for New Zealand, particularly that's, that's made a difference leading into this game. Well, I think the pitch. I think we the pitch. We can kind of just wipe that out. There was a huge, you know, huge social media uproar, uh, and you know there were stories flying all around the media, and in the lead up to the game. I don't know what it was like uh, all around the world, but certainly here in New Zealand, you know, in the twelve hours leading up, on all our you know national uh, in, national news sites, there were there were articles going up about the controversy about the changed pitch and all this kind of stuff. But 
you know, at the end of the day, that made absolutely no difference. I don't think the pitch played a, a single part in the game. It was very good to bat on at at all moments of that game. And, you know, it, okay, it maybe it spun a little bit more in the second innings. But, you know, again, I don't think that played a factor. I, I do think the pitch, uh, the toss uh, was important. Uh, a lot of people, you know, Rohit, I think the day before the game, they asked him about, you know, how important is the toss at, at One Caddy Stadium? because pretty much all the games so far, teams have batted first, put up a big total, and apart from Glenn Maxwell's brilliant knock, you know, it's been pretty much you, you put on a massive score and then you roll the other team in the second innings. And um, I, I do think that was important, mainly just for the power plays. Uh, you know, again, it's not an excuse for New Zealand, but New Zealand's power play, when we bowled, ball just did absolutely nothing like it did for their whole bowling innings. And for India's innings, when they bowled, Bumrah and Siraj and Shami were able to find a bit of swing, a bit of seam in that first 10 overs. And then it got very easy to bat on after that once they sort of got through that new ball period. And, you know, unfortunately for New Zealand, we lost two wickets in that power play. Uh, And, you know, again, we built a big partnership. Maybe it had no impact on the game. But, you know, yeah, that's probably the only thing you might look at. Uh, in terms of you know conditions and, and all of those things, selection. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I probably have to have a bit of a bit more of a think about that and, and post mortems. I think New Zealand might consider what might have happened if they had gone with India's approach and played six batters throughout this tournament and five bowlers. We've conceded a lot of runs with our bowling attack at various points in the tournament, and you know maybe if we'd gone with that format of of a side. Uh, and played the tournament again. Maybe we we do a little bit uh, do do things a little bit differently. But you know, at, at, at uh, an hour after the game's finished, it's it's hard for me to put all those pieces together. Yeah, and and that from a bowling perspective, I guess you know we we talk a lot about how much spin might have played a part. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess India, yes, going in with two spinners, um, but you know their seamers doing the damage again. Um, so even that sort of obvious, you know, should have showed you have, have played maybe um, not not something that's going to keep you awake tonight, notwithstanding the fact you should sleep pretty soundly <laughs> given uh, one night without sleep. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I I do I do have, you know, I wonder what might have happened if we had played, given each more opportunities in this World Cup, um, whether, you know, I mean, the way that Kuldeep and, and Jadeja balanced each other certainly in this innings, but or throughout the whole tournament has, has been excellent. And, you know, that yeah, they're very contrasting bowlers, and, and that's sort of what uh, Sodi and Santner are. They're, they they do different jobs throughout the middle of a, an innings for New Zealand. So, yeah, whether they could have done a, a similar job, um, but again, you, you're sort of just, you're guessing, you know, because we, we didn't give Ish op- many opportunities in this tournament. He got one opportunity against Pakistan, and, was sort of thrown to the wolves there a little bit and on a very flat wicket and in a rain reduced game and, and you know got hammered and, and was never seen again so yeah look it, again it's not going to keep me up at night like you say I'm going to sleep pretty well I think but yeah I, I think there'll be a lot of what there could be a lot of what ifs for New Zealand if you want them but look at the end of the day India's just very very good side and and, and they beat us on the day. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess in terms of that India, you know, batting innings, you mentioned that um, lack of swing up top. Um, India winning, I think I'm right in saying, just their second toss in knockout games um, at World Cups. Um, So, you know, you could argue that 
maybe with their nine victories on the board throughout the course of this tournament, they they deserve that little bit of luck to to win the win the toss and and continue their um, their march. Let, let's not forget they've not had great success in semi-finals at, at World Cups. And mm. um, w- what do we want to say about their? You know, they're, they're batting. From my perspective, I, I kind of turned it on. And um, I think really, despite the hundreds from Coley and, and Ayer, Rohit Sharma again at the top of the order, just really setting the tone. I think it became obviously really apparent early that it wasn't going to move off the straight for Saudi and Bolt. And that's why I think, you know, we saw Bolt come around the wicket pretty early. Uh, that angle seemed to be very much to Rohit Sharma's liking. Um yeah. And yeah, got them off to to a sensational uh, sensational start. And then even from a conditions perspective, you know, a little bit of um, yeah, a little bit of interest with um, obviously Shubman Gill retiring hurt, so it looked pretty warm there as well. So um, yeah, I, I think that you know they really made that pay at the at the top of the order. Um, you know, all four of their well, all five of their top five actually, I guess, um, getting in and, and actually making you know contributions, striking above. Um, above 100 um, but you've got to give some begrudging credit I suppose to just how well India um, India batted Virat Kohli's 50th ODI Amazing. century in front of Sachin Tendulkar he was there sitting next to David Beckham and John Bon Jovi and um, <laughs> some others I, I've made one of those up by the way listeners and viewers um, but yeah what, what do you want to say about India's batting just sublime oh look they, they were amazing and, and I want to um I, I'm glad you said that that Rohit in, in, uh, innings was was so important because I was going to say to you I think that was the most important uh, knock of the innings it, 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 and I feel like that maybe is controversial or sounds ridiculous when you look up and down that lineup and you know uh, Shreyas Iyer's got a hundred off seventy odd balls and you know Virat Kohli's got his fiftieth hundred but I, I think the way that Rohit came out and started that innings like you say. He just took a liking to those New Zealand bowlers. And I think what he did is said, you can't bowl to us on this wicket. It's too flat. And we can we can do whatever we want to you because we can walk down the wicket. If you bowl short, we're just going to stand here and smash it. And I think that that just threw New Zealand off. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, throwing it back to you, like, was there... Was, was there anything that New Zealand... I, I don't think New Zealand was at their best. They, they bowled kind of lots of different areas. But I think that's because Rohit sort of disrupted them. And then when he got out, Shubman Gill did the same thing. And every time someone got out, they someone else that was at the crease took the initiative, let the other person get in, and then that person took the initiative later on in their innings. So the way that they built that, you know, it was just such a perfect plan for India and all set, all that tone was set by Rohit's in, innings right at that start. I mean, do you think New Zealand could have done anything different in terms of, like, was it possible to stop India from scoring 400 today? Well, look, I think if it had been a T20 and, and was under lights, they could have flicked the lights off and maybe regrouped <laughs> for a little while. Um, in all honesty, though, I think you can argue that, you know, that they could have executed a little bit better and, and maybe, I don't know, gone to death lengths or... Bold, you know, bowl more slower balls, or you know, you can you can offer all kinds of what if you'd have tried this kind of tips. The reality is that that India just came out of the gate so quickly, um, and it was almost the blink of an eye, and and all of a sudden, you know, India are scoring at nearly ten and over, and um, you know, going into what, what was it, sort of ninth over or something like that. Um, I think 
when Rohit Sharma was out, um, you know, going at you know well over nines at that point. It, it just happened in the in the blink of an eye, and then I think if if you then look at the way that they batted in the you know in the middle of the innings, um, or probably even not even the middle of the innings, but you know the the, the end of the start of the innings in the middle of the innings, <laughs> that you know they went back to the blueprint that they've had throughout the course of the tournament. You know, Coley, you know, no no slouch, but he, he's not striking at one hundred and thirty, um, and obviously Gill and and Ayer, um, yeah, just looked in fantastic touch. So I don't think there, were, there was too much, you know, you could have actually done probably right at the top of that innings. The ball wasn't swinging. Um, if you'd have gone, you know, gone spin early, really early, um, it, it could have ended even more badly. Um, so I, I don't think you can put too much criticism on the on the bowlers. I think, as you pointed out, the pitch was... Uh, absolutely flat as a pancake. To be honest, probably what you want to see for a semi-final, where toss and lights and dew might come into it. Uh, the flat of the pitch, the, the even of the playing field, I guess. Um, and India just took supreme advantage of that. So, no shame, I don't think, in uh, in succumbing to that blitz at the top of the order from from those Indian batters. And and we should probably talk about Virat. I mean, fifty fifty hundreds. It, it is a remarkable career that he's had, obviously. And and you know, the, I think even if we just pinpoint it to this World Cup, he's he's been absolutely phenomenal. And you know, leading run scorer now. Uh, you know, I think probably by by a fair distance after this hundred, I haven't actually looked at the the leaderboard uh, since since this game. But yeah, he must be. Uh, well ahead now and I think that it was interesting they talked to him after that innings and he's copped a bit of criticism obviously in this World Cup about you know you know going uh, picket fencing his way to to hundreds at times but it was really interesting to hear him talk about uh, and whether this is just his line I don't actually think so I think this is like you say the absolute blueprint and the plan for them he talked about how he his job is to be there at the end of the innings and his job is to bat so that everyone else can bat with freedom around him. And it's it worked an absolute treat. You know, when Rohit got out, like I said, Shubman Gill, Virat Kohli was there, so Shubman Gill could start having a hit. When Shubman Gill got, when Shubman Gill retired hurt, Virat Kohli, you know, hit a few boundaries. He actually started, you know, taking the initiative, hit, hit a few boundaries, let Shreyas Iyer get in. Once Aya was in, Aya was able to bat, you know, really start to, to power home. And, yeah, I mean, look, he, he's been phenomenal. And, and yeah, look, I, I don't know. I'll step away and, and let you say a few things about Virat. Because, you know, like like I said, at, at times we're critical of him because, and I think it's because he's so special. But, you know, what an amazing achievement to get 50 ODI 100s. And, and will anyone ever get it again? With Probably never, but with the amount of, ODI cricket that's being played at the moment. Yeah, look, I can't see anyone, yeah, anyone breaking that record unless we um, decide as a, um, I guess, as a generation and as a society that we actually don't want everything in three-hour bite-sized packets and we revert back to ODIs as the, uh, the the preferred form of cricketing entertainment. Lippy, you said it all, really. He's top of the run charts. Uh, you know, he's averaging um, over a hundred in this World Cup. Um, you know, his strike rate is okay. It's not over 100 for this World Cup, it, you know, somewhere around about 90 runs. But the the role that he's played has been the, the most important thing. As you mentioned, he has 
decided that he's going to anchor the innings. And, 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 you know, that's really what he should be doing, batting where he bats in the order. And then, yeah, most importantly, I think, and the bit that probably doesn't maybe get that sort of cricketing nuance from everybody that might want to take, you know, pot shots at a guy um, just to, you know, scythe down a, a, a tall poppy. He has turned it on when the new batter comes in every single time to mm-hmm. take a little bit of pressure off them. And he's done it. Um, and, and, and let's not forget, that's taking risk, but he's done it without it looking like he's taking a risk. And that, for me, just shows that the class of, of him as a, um, as a batter. Um, and I think as well, it's, it's a little bit of a, a point to prove for, for India and for him. Um, you know, they've dominated, you know, certainly from an eyeballs perspective, one-day cricket over the course of the last 15 years. Um, it's you know such an important part and, and um, parcel of their game, and they haven't got a trophy in the cabinet. And I think you know you can almost see he's made this his personal mission that you know he, he will lead you know lead by that level of example, along with some other great leaders in that side. We, we talked about Rohit as well. Um, so look, I don't think you can take anything away from the way he's batted in this this tournament, particularly if they get over the line. Um, you, you'd argue that he's had the you know, had the perfect tournament with the bat at the end of it, regardless really of whether he gets runs in the in the final. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and they. It's interesting you say like he's made it his, his mission because yeah, you they I think they handed Ian Smith some stats during the commentary about Virat Kohli's scores in, in knockout games, and they 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 haven't been good. So you know, this is his first, uh, you know, first significant contribution in a knockout game, and you know, he yeah. Like you say, look if if India go on and, and win this final, it's going to be either him or Shami that uh, is going to be player of the tournament. So, yeah, you, that probably says it all about how good he's been. Uh, yeah, throughout this this tournament, we've we've well, gone. That probably, tw- seg- oh, probably yeah. segues nicely to that New Zealand batting innings and and and, and Mohammed Shami. Um, so he goes top of the wicket charts as well overnight. It's a twenty three wickets at a a mind-blowing average of nine and then an equally mind-blowing economy rate of 5.01 and, and three five-wicket bags um, in, this, in this tournament. But as well as talking about that, I thought New Zealand performed, um, look, and I don't want this to sound patronising, but really credibly uh, or creditably with the bat, I should say. Um, Daryl Mitchell's innings, I think, he gets the Crick Info MVP for, for his impact on the on the game based on, on their algorithm. And he just goes from, from strength to strength. But as you said earlier on, Lip, is it is it really just that power play that's that, that's probably cost you a shot at being, you know, maybe thirty runs closer, forty runs closer, um, if not, you know, getting over the line in in this game? Well, I think like I think the power play was important. You know, losing Conway and losing Ravindra. I mean, Conway probably hasn't had the tournament he would have wanted after such a, a great start. But Ravindra certainly losing him. You could see how pumped India was when when that happened, and what it meant is that Kane took quite a long time to get going. Uh, he, I mean, he was four off about nineteen balls, I think, and and that four was one boundary. So he'd he'd faced eighteen dot balls there at one point you know, and, and one scoring shot. And, and yes, that slows you down immeasurably. But, you know, the way that they ended up building and building and building, sort of as soon as the power play finished and as soon as those opening bowlers stopped swinging the ball, 
they were able to start hitting boundaries. I mean, Daryl Mitchell, it's sort of just, as soon as he comes in, he starts to just, he puts his own stamp on an innings. He put he adds momentum into whatever he's doing. And yeah, it's it's such an amazing skill that he has to do that. It, it, yeah, I, d- I don't quite know how he does that, apart from just having the confidence in his ability to just say, okay, I, I'm going to start putting the pressure back on the bowlers by hitting boundaries. And he does that. And, you know, they got into, look, they scared India. Uh, you know, this total, the 70 runs is going to look like a big margin that New Zealand never really got close. But they had India under pressure and India was doing things that made them, that showed how under pressure they were. You know, Jadeja biffed the ball back at, uh, you know, got one hit back to him, biffed it back and it went for four overthrows. You know, they, uh, at drinks, uh, and uh, 31 overs, New Zealand needed, uh, what was it? New Zealand got, were 213 for two off 31 overs. I think we needed, uh, you know, what's that? 178 off, off, uh, off 19 overs or something like that. They, they were in good shape to win that game. They, they got it down to, you know, just around nine or 10 and over for the last 20 overs on a flat wicket and with two set batters in, and, you know, one over, I think, changed the whole complexion of that game. Shami comes in, or well, after drinks, Jadeja bowls an over for six, Shami bowls an over, gets Kane Williamson, you know, Kane flicks it off his legs, he hits it two metres better, that goes for six, but instead he's caught on the boundary. Two balls later, Shami hits Latham, you know, plumb in front, and suddenly we've got to rebuild again, and, you know... Yeah, it was amazing how tight that game actually was for various points. And even, you know, that put New Zealand, set New Zealand back. But then, you know, New Zealand again, Glenn Phillips hit 20 off a Siraj over. And I started to believe again with nine overs to go that New Zealand could do it. You know, we needed about 100 odd off nine overs. And you thought Mitchell and Mitchell's in, Phillips is starting to hit boundaries. So, yeah, look, New Zealand, New Zealand did a great job. It's just that. You know, unfortunately, this Indian bowling lineup. There, there's really just there's no there's no way out. You know, they they've always got enough good bowlers that can come back and do the job. And the five bowlers that they have have just been brilliant throughout this tournament. So, yeah, look, we we gave them a real scare, no doubt about that. Oh, you you could I think Lippy, you could tell that you know that uh, that Kane's wicket. I think um, prior to that. You judge, I think, how well India are going sometimes by the noise in the stadium, don't you? And, and that just shows, I think, the pressure that's on this Indian team. And, um, it, you know, it was relatively quiet. There was this sort of sense of, holy cow, this this could go wrong for us here. Um, and then obviously Kane got out and, you know, the the crowd almost came back um, back to life, I think, a little bit. Um, again, it's easy with, with hindsight. Um, Mark Chapman has had a... Look, I'll say a, a pretty poor tournament from a returns perspective. Um, you know, with Jimmy Neesham going out to bat instead of him, d- does that give you a bit more hope potentially in this game? Because he's not bowled again. He's, he's not added. You know, he's not added anything with with the ball, and and, and Neesham arguably would add a, at least as much with the bat, and then an option. Um, yeah, an option in your fielding innings as well. 
Maybe. Look, I mean, a lot of people said before this game that maybe it was Tom Latham that should have missed out, and and uh, you know, given Devin Conway the gloves, I don't, you know, I don't know whether he would have been up to that in fifty over game. You know, he's certainly not a specialist, but it's not like Latham's been, you know, you know, Ian Healy with the gloves behind this, you know, during this World Cup, he's he's certainly had his struggles. So again, you, you sort of have no idea how much of an impact it, it, that would have changed things. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look. I mean, I had to, Chapman sort of had a weird tournament, and I think that's more to do with the the role that he's had and the way that he actually hasn't been needed very often. And when he has been needed, in a couple of occasions, he's done reasonably well. He's put on a couple of scores that boosted us up over, you know, sort of probably put us above par in a couple of innings. But I think it probably comes down more to would New Zealand have actually been better to have a specialist bowler in the way that India had. And yeah. would have we been? Would have would be? You know, would we have needed as many runs in those games if the, they'd gone with that sort of format instead of Chapman? So yeah, I don't I don't hold much criticism to Mark Chapman when he came in in that innings. You know, it was it was almost uh, all she wrote by the time that he came yeah. in. I think that that Phillips knock uh, really had to be the one that that kept going. But I think cool, you know, probably cool deep spell is you know is going to get lost a little bit in, in Shummy's amazing seven for which which we'll probably talk about in, in a second but cool deep yeah i mean phillips hit 20 off Sir, uh, siraj is over next up uh, you're thinking okay cool we're on a move here we're on the move cool deep comes in and bowls an over for two you know yeah. and it just as soon as he did that it was like oh wow the run rate's up to like 13 14s now for the next eight overs and then you know they lose a wicket and it's and it's just too, a bridge too far. So, yeah, look, he, he bowled really, really well, and especially considering in the first game against New Zealand, they really targeted Kuldeep, and they took him downtown, Mitchell especially. But Kuldeep obviously had a plan on how to bowl to Mitchell this time. He bowled faster, and really Mitchell didn't couldn't get hold of him straight, which is his real strength, and he was you know forced to just sweep the whole time, and they had that covered so that he just couldn't get boundaries. He was just mm-hmm. taking singles and singles and singles. So... Yeah, really, I think that was a really smart tactical decision from, from India, and then Kuldeep rolled really, really well to, to pull that off. Yeah, look, fanta- fantastic. And from yeah, from an economy rate perspective, the second best in the game after after Mitch uh, Mitch Santner. Let's talk a, a bit about Shami before we wrap up the podcast. Um, obviously, hasn't played the whole tournament, but <laughs> certainly when he has, he's made the most of his opportunities. He's... Uh, kit bag will be that little bit heavier with the three match balls in there uh, with, the, <laughs> yeah. with the figures written on with the vivid if they're anything like uh, uh, my under 13 team that's the, <laughs> the ritual there but yes yeah, seven for um, and yeah I mean ultimately he's not the top off that um, New Zealand order um, has got the key wicket as well of, of Kane Williamson um, and then yeah comes back and and and, and gets Daryl Mitchell at the end um, as well or close to the end of, of the game just phenomenal scene bowling. We, we said it on the podcast before. If there's anything to be found, he he he, uh, he finds it. He, he's been sensational. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. When you take seven wickets, it's uh, it, it, it's very likely that you've taken a lot of key wickets. But he certainly did in this game. He, yeah, like you said, he he got those first two early ones, put New Zealand under pressure, and then when they needed a wicket again, he got Kane Williamson. You know, you might you might say he was quite fortunate. That's a ball. You know. A, leg, a ball on leg stump that Kane, you know, gets fractionally better. That goes for six. And, but, yeah, I mean, he, he bowled a slower ball. He summed up the situation. 
And, yeah. and and as you said, I, I don't know that there's a better seamer going around than him. The way he's bowling, it's it's pretty hard to argue that there is. And and I think we saw it in tests a few years ago, didn't we? Where he was just dominating in the second innings of a test match. I think, like, um, and and it was mainly just due to the fact that, yeah, like you said, if there is something to be found, he finds it. And that I mean, people go on and on about that seam, but that's because it's so amazing. No, like yeah. no one, no. If every if it wasn't amazing, then it, everyone would be doing it. But he just hits that those strings and makes such a difference. And yeah, I mean, to think that he's got man of the match in a game where seven hundred and thirty runs have just about have been scored. Virat Kohli's got his fiftieth fiftieth ODI hundred and broke a record. And uh, Shreyas Iyer scored a hundred off seventy balls, and he's stolen the man of the match from you know from a remarkable performance. So yeah, there there aren't yeah. too many more words to say about him in this tournament. Yeah, I I, I did think about that um, when I yeah when I saw who who had been named the the man of the match the the chap the middle manager from the cement company or the tires or whatever <laughs> that was presenting that check was yeah would have absolutely bet his house i think on the fact that he'd been uh, he'd have been handing it over to uh, virat kohli um, but no over to mohammed mohammed shami a, a word about the semi final that's coming up tonight lip so we've got um, obviously australia versus south africa um, i think there isn't yeah, any uh, doubt that you need to put a little bit of build-up coverage in there so that there's a couple of talking points where the Temba Bavuma is fit and apparently also some weather around as well, although th- there is a reserve day for these semifinals. So um, hopefully that, yeah, th- that doesn't... Um, yeah, that doesn't have too much of an impact. Although I think they still do the thing where they complete the game from the day before rather than starting again. So um, mm-hmm. potential for a bit of controversy there. But anything um, you want to pick out in the build-up to this this uh, semi in Kolkata this evening? Not a, not especially. Yeah, I mean that that weather watch is the one. You know, people have been saying a few days out. Oh, it looks like rain. You know, it looks like it's going to be rain. Both days are going to be rained out. Someone someone uh, pointed out to us maybe this will be the the tournament where rain actually helps South Africa. And uh, and if it gets rained out, then they'll they'll go through. But yeah, look, I I, I mean I'm just excited to see the clash really between Australia's bowlers and South Africa's batters. That's that's the one that I think is is the most probably the most defining of this game in in my view you know South Africa's batting lineup has just been so powerful uh, and I think if they that that's why again I think the toss will be very important not not because of conditions or because of anything else just because of the way that the two sides line up I think you know South Africa will really really want to bat first try and put a score on Australia and, and put them under pressure so yeah I, I don't know I, hope, I mean I hope, I hope we get a a very good game, and and it's one that uh, sort of lives up to the the two sides who you know I think we mentioned in our preview the, the ninety nine World Cup final or semi final is the one that you sort of think of when you think of these two sides in a in a World Cup game. So yeah, if it can be anything as exciting as that for us neutrals, then then that will be good. Yeah, and, and as a neutral lip, now that New Zealand obviously out of the, the, the tournament, who do you want? Who do you want to see India play in the final? Uh, I don't know, actually. I, I don't really mind. I think both sides have got their... Yeah, I, I think both sides have got the potential to, to give India a challenge. I, 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 look, I, I find it hard now to see India losing. You know, I, I said that in our preview. I, I just think that 
they're so strong and and I think they I think it would be great if they win to be quite honest like yeah. it'll be an amazing atmosphere they've played brilliant cricket and if this is a snapshot of this tournament a snapshot of this year this last couple of years they've been a fantastic ODI side and and to be crowned champions would 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 be well deserved in in my opinion absolutely well, if you do want to find out who the rest of the boys uh, thought was going to be in this final, dip back and listen to our uh, preview show. Probably skip the first half of the show, which was the preview of this game. But the preview of Australia, South Africa, still up on the on the podcast feed in our semi-finals preview. We also go on to say who we think is going to uh, win the tournament as well. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's be too many surprises um, uh, on that uh, on that viewing, despite the parochial nature of our podcast. Um, but that's probably it for this morning. We will, of course, be back in your feed tomorrow morning to wrap up the other semi-final between Australia and South Africa and announce um, the pairing for the final on Sunday in Ahmedabad. Um, but for now, it is going to be good morning. God bless from us all here in New Zealand. Commiserations to the Black Caps, who have had a pretty decent campaign. Probably not many would have forecast um, how well they've gone. So uh, a lot of credit um, to the boys who will obviously be flying home over the next couple of days. Um, But we'll be back in your podcast feed tomorrow um, and later in the week with a review of the final as well. See you later.